Champions League Tuesdays are back and Paddy's got the man flu, so that's two reasons why we're doing a very, very short and sweet podcast tonight from the Fantasy King podcast. I'm Johnny, and we've got a block-nosed Paddy here beside us. Paddy, are you okay, pet? Uh, Johnny, thank you. I'm, I'm not too bad, Johnny. I've um, a bit of the man flu, like you said, and I was going to cancel this podcast, and I thought, no, nah, I can't be complacent. I have to uh, just truck on through it and see how we get on. No bother at all. Well, we'll take it easy on you as well. And by the looks of it, this Spurs game is very interesting at the minute, so I'm, uh, I'm getting tempted to look at that as well. Anyway, uh, we'll just have a quick look back over the weekend that was and just chat about the weekend that is upcoming. And, of course, Paddy will have a little dip into the uh, how the all-important Fantasy King Cash League went. First up, Paddy, let's get straight into it. How did your team get on at the weekend? Johnny, it was a red arrow anyway. We'll get that out of the way for the start. But it could have been a lot worse. I took uh, my first hit of the... The season, I had a minus four, three transfers, and I gave Jota, Emerson, and Sabalas or Sabias, Sabias, the boot out of the team, and in came Tammy Abraham, Mount, and Tamori. Now, Jota got zero, Sabias got I think one or two, and Emerson was injured, so I did give myself 10 extra points so I'm happy with how the hit went you know it paid off it would have been a lot worse uh, the captaincy was always a toss up between Salah and Abraham two juicy fixtures I decided to go with Salah in the end up because you know he's on he's on penalties when Milner's not on the team and I just thought you know he's, he's Mo Salah at the end of the day he still got it so I thought that was a safer option and of course captaincy blank but Abraham blanked as well so that, that kind of put me at ease because I was destined to have a bad captaincy week, if you know what I mean, Johnny. Yeah, it was, it was one of those weekends, in fairness, where a lot of the big players didn't really deliver. I don't think it was a disaster game week from too many people. Yeah. From what I've read on the, now that I'm kind of a bit more into the Twitter world, now that you just have sucked me into the whole thing. But uh, <laughs> It was great to see Johnny and I getting involved a wee bit and putting up, you know, who should I put in my team this week? Um, I enjoyed seeing you getting active, and you will enjoy it. You know, there's, it is a good community out there. Ah, it's a better, it's a better crack. It's better than you know people putting up pictures of their cats and and their dinners and that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> what, what was your, what did you, what was your points total overall? Oh yeah, sorry, I didn't get, I didn't get to that. Yeah, I was just finishing up there on my captaincy, Johnny. As we know, the Liverpool game was the early game, and I had to I had a painful wait then after my Salah captaincy blank, thinking, oh Abraham now is going to bang three in. Thankfully, he didn't. Uh, my my points for the the week were fifty one with a minus four. Um. Game week rank was 3.5 million. My overall rank is 675k. So I'm still in uh, medio- mediocrity. Oh, I'm not even going to try any big words today. I'm still <laughs> doing a, a mediocrity. I'm still doing okay, Johnny. You know, six. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Um, the, the guy, Sterling, got me seven points. Uh, Van Dyke got me eight. And uh, that was basically summed up my week. Johnny, how did yours go? Uh, well, I'm just going to say, Paddy, at least then you're, you're being very positive here and uh, you won't be crying into your lamps up too much. In <sighs> no. <laughs> right. uh, I wasn't too different from you, really, Paddy. I had uh, 49 points. I had to chop and change the team a wee bit once I heard that Shane Duffy got injured in the uh, the Caribou Cup as well. Like so Shane out for eight weeks, is it, or something? Yeah, which is a kick in the balls for the Ireland games coming up as well. But, yeah. uh, you know, we'll have to see how things go there. Um, but in defensively, I was quite happy. Robertson, six points. A double up in Palace defenders with uh, PVA and Kelly both getting six points as well. Yes, so lad. That. So that, that, was a, that was a gamble now. I was nervous about that, but it, it paid off nicely. Uh, midfield was pretty quiet, bar the assist from uh, Son and the nine points 
from Kevin De Bruyne. And then you know, Aguero was a captain with eight points. But overall, it was pretty quiet because Firmino didn't really deliver. Tammy Abraham didn't really deliver. But 49 points, considering it wasn't a very high-scoring week. I think the average was 51 the last time I checked after last night's game. Uh, so, you know, it's been a pretty it was, kind of so-so. Yeah, it was, it was an, uh, you done good. You know, there's, it was a decent week. Um, there was a lot worse out there I've seen now and there was a few boys in the 60 plus fair play to them Johnny this was your wildcard team too so it was good to see it all kind of it's still ticking along fairly decent yeah it is a bit yeah but uh, obviously you know you, you don't dwell too much on the past and you want to look ahead to the you know the, the next weekend obviously we're going to now to game week 8 and you know the, the one thing that's really caught my eye over the last couple of game weeks uh, not just the weekend gone past but also in the build up to it is that there's a lot still there's still a lot, sorry, of these kind of non-overly priced midfielders who are going quite well. Uh, a few that have caught my eye for this weekend, which we might chat about in a wee minute. That's true, Johnny, and I'm sure we can get into that whenever you want. But another thing we will take a quick look at is this recent Kevin De Bruyne injury, and uh, we'll be giving our thoughts on what you should, what managers should probably do with De Bruyne. Um, there's no real word of how long he's going to be out or if it's serious. There's no real... No, there's no there's no real information yet. Well, we can just talk about that right now. There's no real information about it yet. And mm-hmm. if I was to give my two cents on it, I, I have De Bruyne. I think you have De Bruyne as well. I have, yeah. yeah, yeah. And probably everyone who's listening to this podcast. And if you don't, you, you should. Um, <laughs> so basically, we don't know everything yet. We're coming into an international break soon as well, it's the, right after the next game week. So... You could only be missing De Bruyne if you could bench him for one week. And then, you know, he has that recovery time. He could be back in time for game week nine. Yeah, but of course, you know, we always like to check these, you know, transfer outs. I just wonder how many people will transfer him out if this, you know, injury scaremongering keeps going. You know, just something, just something to keep a wee eye on, you know, if there is kind of a reaction. Oh, get him out, get him out. I need somebody else quick. Or do people sit patient, like you said? Yeah, I think uh, Neil Murray summed it up. He says that he believes there's a strategic advantage in favour of the people who brought Kevin De Bruyne in late because they would have brought him in for a little bit more, you know, he was more expensive. Yeah. But for the people like myself who maybe brought him in a wee bit earlier, caught him around 9.6, yeah. I'll, be, I'll, I'll not want to let him go, if you know what I mean. But the guys that just brought him in recently, they'll be like, oh, sod it, I can get rid of him, bring in Son, you know, and then, you know, still get him back because the money's not tied up like it is with the guys who got him in earlier do you do you, do you know what I mean yeah that, that sounds like a fair shout actually now that you put it like that I, I, I will admit that did not cross my mind Patrick so even in your dosed state as we say uh, that's, that's quite a thoughtful and intelligent of you fair well I, I can't take any credit for that that's uh, what I read on Neil Murray's Twitter page <laughs> oh yeah well done Neil well done yeah no Neil Murray yeah so uh, but it is something to think on like uh, yeah, something absolutely. for you managers out there that are listening to think on as well I think it was a really good point by Neil what are you looking at this weekend? Any possible changes? Johnny, um, I'm thinking about banking the transfer this week. Um, I was looking at uh, Andrew Robertson because I have a, I have like a, a, a problem going into to Game of Gate. As, well, I mightn't anymore if De Bruyne is injured because and now I'll, um, I'll probably end up starting Dinya over De Bruyne because, well, it's a wait and see, isn't it? But Dinya was on my bench and I, I, yeah. I wasn't too sure what to do with him because... I didn't want to bench Cantwell, who's got Villa at home, and also have Pookie. So the fixtures are all kind of nice and plumb for for all my players. You know, it's one of those game weeks where there's no obvious, you know, uh, placement. Well, I'm looking here now at my bench, and I'm I'm saying I might start Dina. I might even start Lundstrom. They're playing Watford. What do you you think? Who would you start there, Johnny? Uh, Lucas Dina, 
uh, or Lundstrom against Watford. Dinia's uh, way to Burnley. And now, a lot of managers probably have this problem, so give us a bit of insight. What, what, what do you think we should do? Um, to be honest, well, based on form, you know, I wouldn't be looking at Lucas Dinia too much, considering how many goals Everton have conceded in the last three games. Uh, I know it's, you know, they're... they're separate set up this weekend but you know because you mentioned John Lundstrom there and the fact he was on my bench at the weekend maybe understandable with the fixture but yeah. then uh, the fact that they're playing Watford this weekend I think he'll come back in especially that I've got Shane Duffy injured as well so I, I, I could go back to the four men in defence so out of those two that you mentioned I probably would edge slightly more for Lundstrom at the minute considering you know how how poor Watford look at the minute yeah, well, that's a good shout. and do you know what I might actually be forced to play the Dinya and Lundstrom because Wan-Bissaka has shown up with a little uh, yellow flag as well, but I, I'm, I'm sure that he's, he only had tonsillitis, so I'm sure he'll be back for game week eight. Ah, he'll be fine. No, but a, a drink of Lucas he'll be fine. Well, yeah, so while well, saying there, one of the moves I am pondering at the minute is um, Robertson is 6.9 million at the moment, and I've got a little bit in my bank. Um, I've just enough, if I was to go today, I could get rid of Dinya and bring in Robertson. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think Robertson's in any, any rush to raise at the moment because... Liverpool's next couple of fixtures, they're just not, not the handiest. They're Le- Leicester at home and then United and Tottenham. Yeah. Um, as you were saying last week, though, it might be, that's, <laughs> it's that, an amber. That, that's, that's an amber game. That's not a green or a, no, sorry, it's not yeah. a green or a red. Uh, yeah, Liverpool fixtures are pretty tight, you know what I mean? But I still think, you know, it's, it's Robertson, you know what I mean? He, he can get you clean sheets. I know yeah. Liverpool haven't kept too many. And he can get the attack in return. So that, that's probably the most obvious statement I've got yeah. in a long time. I think so, you're right uh, there. You're, you're, yeah. you're a bit of a Michael Owen there. Um, it was a bit. <laughs> the team that scores the most goals wins. Um, <laughs> but you know what I'm going to do, Johnny? I'm just going to bank the transfer because I'm in no panic. And it's nice. It's very nice to go into the over the international break with two transfers yeah. then. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's, uh, I feel more relaxed. So that's what I'm going to do. Johnny, just have you got it before we. Well, well, do you have any moves to your plan or anything, Johnny, before we go into. Um, I want to see the most transferred in, most transferred out, but if you have any plans uh, in your team there, can you tell us? Same as yourself, really. Like, you know, uh, I like the idea of having two transfers coming back from the international, so I probably yeah. will sit tight. But the players that I'm looking at are the likes of John McGinn, who I did let go, and well, I wouldn't say I regret it, but, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know. You know, getting him back in a kind of a, it's like a booty call situation. I wouldn't mind getting him back in now because yeah, he's still McGinney Esther. McGinney Esther. I <laughs> love that name. Going, yeah, that's great. Uh, he's still going for like five point seven million. And the other man who's really caught me out is Yarmolenko, the West Ham. Oh yes. Yeah, uh, going for six million, three point one percent ownership. I checked today, uh, which is incredible considering the form he's in at the minute. Now a couple of other lads did pop up. The likes of Ricardo at, at uh, Leicester. Uh, and even Ryan Cresswell at West Ham as well. He scored the last two game weekends in a row. But if I was to pick anybody, I would probably nudge for Yarmolenko, but I think I'll sit tight until after the internationals. Well, that's a nice segue into the top transfers in this week, Johnny, because just as you were saying that, Yarmolenko is the third most transferred in player of the game week. Okay, With right. 121,000 managers just transferred him in this week. And who knows, it might, uh, you know, that's in the back of his goal, you know, so there might be more coming in there. Yep. Another, um, another. Yeah, go on ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, are you going to let us know who's the top transfer? Oh yet? yes, right. I will indeed. Uh, Mount from Chelsea is the most transferred in, okay. and also Kevin De Bruyne. So there's a lot of a few guys probably went early on on De Bruyne, and he's flagged. And I think you know, I, I just can't see him actually starting this weekend. But I know there's no news yet. But we'll just have to keep an eye on that. Well, we all know how we all know how Pep Guardiola feels about fantasy football anyway. So I'd say he probably will. He will give him the rest, I'd say. Yeah. You know, he's, he, he's done it to Sterling. He did it to 
I can't remember, there was somebody else there as well. Uh, was it Aguero at the weekend didn't start? That's right, yeah, there was um, indeed. So, it's, so clearly now it must be De Bruyne's turn. And if he's carrying that bit of a knock, I think he will be wrapped up in cotton wool. And Mahrez is, is looking good too. And I know there's a he's on the, the tip of every manager's tongue whether to get him in or not uh, at the yep. moment. So I'd watch that space as well. Could be another good option if he is out and you okay. want to you want to take that little move. So the most transferred in Mount De Bruyne, Yarmolenko, Tammy Abraham, and McGinniesta. The right. top transfers out. I guess the Pookie party is over as he's the top transfer out. Uh, Mo Salah as well transferred out as well with sixty six thousand managers. Um, Dinya out, uh, Wan Bissaka out, and Aurier out. Of course, Aurier who got picked up the oh, red he got, card. Spend it, spend it, Um But yeah, three interesting ones there, Johnny Salah. There is, but there is, but the, the Salah thing is as well is like Liverpool have played four away games out of their seven so far, and he's blanked in all four away games, and maybe that's just kind of creeping in. You know, not that home or away matters, but just the fact that he's blanked in four games this season. And he is a very, very big price. Like he's a great player, but in terms of fantasy points, sometimes he can be questionable for that price. It's a bit like the Harry Kane situation, really. Yeah, that's that's pretty true. Yeah, even, yeah. even though Kane is on for him at the minute. <laughs> yeah. That's just that's the fear. You get off Salah and then he starts to bang. Like last year, a lot of people got off him at Christmas and uh he's fixture proof. So, you know, just looking at those fixtures, you know the way they're the red and the green. Yeah. He can sometimes yeah. be off putting. Uh, Salah's, as we know, is fixture proof, and he, if he's go- if he wants to score, he'll, he'll score in any game. Yep, and uh, you know, obviously, with his proud faith, like you know, Christmas doesn't matter to him at all. It's just another day. It's just another game week. It's just another game week, Johnny. <laughs> by the way, just something there, just because uh, we're Irish. The top player of game week seven was actually Matt Doherty. I was going to say it had to be him, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that would make sense. He, he looked kind of back to his best a bit there at the weekend, which is a well a positive sign for Ireland as well going into the, the final stretch of the qualifiers but uh, yeah it was good to see him get a goal as well actually. yeah 15 points he got of, uh, and owned by just 2.6% manager so there won't be too many that would have had him in no. uh, it will be interesting to see if he has another good game week will people start pulling him back in will he become one of these because we know what he can do from last season will he become one of these highly transferred uh, in players another player that I think will be highly transferred in but maybe not this week is uh, Leicester's Jamie Vardy yeah. Uh, Liverpool away this week, but right after that, you go, you're going on a run of Burnley, Southampton, Palace, Arsenal, Brighton, Everton, Watford, Villa. Can we afford not to have Vardy, or is it going to be the case of it's Vardy versus Tammy Abraham? I think we could be all invited to the Vardy party, to be honest. You know, if he's uh, if he's on that kind of form, going into it as well. Yeah. Um, well you know, if, you, if you have the money, I would, I would even take him in now. Like Liverpool aren't defending. Uh, Liverpool aren't keeping too many clean sheets. They did yeah. it the weekend, just about. But uh, yeah, you know he's on great form, and you know uh, it's it's nice to see him kind of back to his best as well. Because just to speak about Leicester in general, just for a second, like they look like a serious outfit again. You know, I think they yeah. they they look like a top three, four team. Like Brian Rogers has got his teeth into that team now, hasn't he? And it's, it's starting to play the way you know a Brian <laughs> Rogers team would play, isn't it? He's got great characters with top top players, as they say, you know. And yeah. uh, but that's what I always like about Rogers is that he doesn't go out and spend massive money. He just makes do with what he has, and. Uh, plays the right style of football and more often than not it has worked for him you know yeah well definitely another player just to keep an eye on Vardy Tammy Abraham and of course Obama Yang another player that just seems to be he's the player that everybody wants but nobody has Johnny yeah it's an unusual one yeah like a lot of people I spoke to don't seem to have him but they also that they want to have him yeah price tag or it's, de- it's definitely the price tag you see that's I think that's why a lot of people are just coming off selling now they're kind of you know they see these uh, shiny objects up front now and you know what it might be the play of the week 
Yeah, uh, like again, just to go back to that original point, I think Salah's price tag, it's the fact that you get in somebody else. Did, did we not have a, a question in last week from somebody asking to go for Son or Salah? And there's like, is there something like three million of a difference between the two? In yeah, price? there is. I'm not sure the exact figure. It's something like that, is it? There's a there's a lot of mo- there's a good bit of mo- there's plenty of money available in between anyway that you could put around the team like. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I, I can see why people would uh, would be thinking that about Salah at the minute. You know, but again, <laughs> we all know what happens when you drop somebody who's uh, who's uh, who starts kicking ass. Then you know, I'm feeling that with Harry Kane at the minute, but I'm still sticking by my decision. Ah, well, that's good too. You have to stick by your guns too, Johnny. Um, just there now, when we were just chatting about Aubameyang, um, I just want to have a quick look at some of Arsenal's fixtures because there are there are some real juicy ones coming up. Okay. Um, there we have Bour- they have Bournemouth, they have Sheffield United, they have Crystal Palace. Wolves and Leicester, and they keep going on. Southampton, so definitely a t- Norwich, and I thought definitely time to start having a little look at uh, at Arsenal players as well. Well, Aubameyang, anyway. I mean, well, we'll have to start questioning these fixtures. When do they play anybody good? Yeah, I know that's that's <laughs> what's going on. Um, speaking now of fixtures, we'll just have a quick look at game week eight, Johnny, will we, and uh, see maybe talk about who could the who would be a good captain, CB. Yeah, okay. Um, are we talking about, well, again, we always seem to get dragged into the usual kind of uh, Salah or captain or Aguero captain as well. Um, have you got a, you don't have the captaincy poll at the minute? I, I do indeed. I have it up here. Now, Sterling is top in the poll on the Fantasy Football Scout, followed by Aubameyang, and then it's Aguero, then it's Pookie, and then it's Salah. Uh, there's some people that voted for De Bruyne. Obviously, that was before the news. Remember last week we were saying that the, um, the captaincy poll was kind of nicely split out, even in the league. Yep, there was yep. a lot of options. There, there wasn't many really come through. I think it was just Sterling or, or De Bruyne. Well, like I say, it was a quiet week for all the usual big hitters. I don't think yeah. any of them hit double figures unless you had a captaincy on them. Well, that's you know. true. Again, I think we might see a, a, another kind of a split captaincy week this week, Johnny, with Spurs playing Brighton. Harry Kane, you know, could be one. Mm-hmm. We have, I don't know, well, is Liverpool Leicester, is, is that captaincy enough? Yeah, we're just saying um, Salah's fixture proof, so maybe Salah's obviously, he's topping the polls as well, or he's up there. Uh, I don't know that there. I would be inclined to go for Kane on that one. Yeah. Purely based on who they're playing. And then we have Villa, and we have Norwich. Pookie, I see he's in the polls as well. Maybe a good, <laughs> good shout. It's funny, like you mentioned Pookie, and I, I was looking at that thinking uh, John McGinn. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go, that's yeah, two, two right away then. Maybe, you know, differentials, in a way at least. Yeah, yeah. If we're thinking, uh, I'm just I'm just looking at my notes here. If I had a differential captain this week, uh, it would go on John McGinn. Excellent. Well, that's the game to put it on him. Um, are you going to do that, Johnny? Uh, well, I have to I have to think about. Well, I'm probably not going to bring him in, but uh, oh, right, right. Yeah. Thinking about yeah. it. I'm th- uh, yeah, thinking about it. You know, just 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 for funsies, I think that yeah. could be worth a show. And then we have. I don't think there's anything really to talk about Watford Sheffield. No captaincy options there really for any uh, FPL managers. Uh, nah. Nobody really stands out at the minute. Um, West, uh, I'll just scrap it. West Ham and Palace, Haller, uh, Zaha, Zaha got points there last week. The aforementioned Yarmolenko. Yes. Oh, Yarmolenko. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still though, leading the poll so far. Kane, from what we spoke about, what would you agree? Yeah, the thing is, it's it's always the big names. It's always the Spurs, Liverpool, Man City. Yeah. I, I like Dablin. I like Dablin in the in the basement a wee bit. <laughs> then on to the Sunday games, we have Arsenal and Bournemouth. I think uh, Aubameyang for me could be the standout captaincy. Yeah, uh, looking at the other game that day is Man City, and uh, but we just don't know what the. Can uh, I change that? I want to say Sterling's my standout captain. <laughs> They're getting juicier. 
<laughs> I was say, we, don't, we don't know what sort of team he's going to go with, but yeah, uh, Sterling's a fair shout there as well. Chelsea, you're looking at the likes of Abraham, Newcastle against Man United. Ah, sure. Oh, two wasted ah. teams there. Yeah, fuck you, Johnny. I can't even <laughs> argue with you. I can't even argue with you. And to think that used to be a top of the table clash not so long ago. <laughs> oh my God. Horrible, horrible match. Did you watch the game last night? I saw the second. I saw a bit of the first half and pretty much all the second half. Just when I came from ah, rubbish, rubbish. From what, from what I could gather, I didn't miss much from the first half an hour. Anyway. Uh, that, I think the referee had a terrible game. And also, I think this VAR is just so silly. It's not. He, it's, it's broken. He was on side. Oh, no, I'm completely. I'm not on about that decision. Uh, there was other decisions in there. I thought that there's a handball that wasn't even looked at. Oh, yeah, so I saw that there when uh, Roy Keane was giving his two cents on it. Uh, yeah. I didn't see it live. But, uh, yeah, but it, just going on about that onside, that should never even have been a, a VAR call. It was that obvious. Um, you mean for Obama Young's goal? Yeah, oh, he was, yeah, was, he was completely on. Yeah, but you know what? Just funny you should say that because just before we came on air, I had the Spurs game on on yeah. our national broadcast or RTE, and they were just you know Ray Houghton and uh, I don't know who the main commentator is tonight, but they were chatting about that. And you know the way sometimes I think people forget. You know, I don't mean to sound patronising when I say that, but sometimes they forget that in the Champions League it's different to how they do it in the Premier League because you know the thing where in the Champions League they don't put the flag up. Yeah, until it was over. But in England, they they will, and I think just something distracted the United defenders, especially David de Gea last night, because the flag did go up, which they do in England, and they just all seemed to stop for a second, and that that second or two seconds was just crucial. I think it was just a huge lapse in concentration amongst the United defence when that flag went up. Oh right. Yeah. So you mean like play by the whistle that they yeah, kind of they yeah, kind of looked yeah. like they were stumped, and then it kind of stopped them actually stepping out of and, and playing the offside kind of. Possibly so, yeah. There just seemed to be a kind of a breakdown, you know. Um, I'm not sure. I, uh, that's not black and white. Yeah. But, uh, no, right we were robbed. We were robbed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Glad you said that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just, just that's... <coughs> Excuse thing, me. You know, the, the difference between England and uh, the Champions League games. But uh, that's all i got to say about that, to be honest. Right. So we'll just wrap it up then, Johnny. Give us your give us the, the best-looking captaincy option out of those fixtures. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to stick my neck out and have a bit of fun, and I'm going to say John McGinn for the weekend. Right, you're going John McGinn, and I'm just going to go. It's for me. It's between Abamyang and Sterling. Um, if I had Abamyang, I'd probably captain Abamyang, but I think I'll probably be going Sterling this week. Right. Uh, so, Johnny, I think that's you know, as we said, we're keeping it nice and short here this week. We're on the 22 minute mark. Is, have you got any local news at all, or any crack for the Irish listeners that uh, tune in? Well, the, the main uh, thing, it's it's not so much local, it's more national this weekend. And uh, this weekend, uh, between the Premier League, the Championship and League One, nine Irish players scored, which is a fantastic return. I think it's I think it's been a long time since anything like that happened. And had Jamie Coleman scored against Man City, which he was, what, millimetres away from doing, it would yeah. have been 10. It would have been 10. Do you know uh, what? That's a sign that we could win the Euros. Get the the plastic hammers and the blow up shamrocks and uh, the get the jump leads for the van. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Oh, but uh, yeah, but I just thought it was lovely to see that. I didn't actually know it until um, I think it was Saturday evening that I said said nine Irish players have scored in the top three divisions in England. That's that's a joint. That's one of the most beautiful things I ever heard in this podcast. (laughs) <laughs> really Glad I could make you Tell me, this, Johnny, are you going? Uh, are you going to go to any of these Euro matches or? Uh, possibly the Denmark game, yeah. If I just depending with work, but uh, I usually see sometimes we get tickets into the school, so yeah. you know we might we might have to take about forty 
loud kids with us, but you know we still get in for free, so that could do the job. Excellent, excellent. It's, it's, it's got me to the last few games, so why not? You know, I'm not going to mess with the winning system, but yeah, I probably will. The brother's going to go to the away games now. He always does, uh, but I'll go to the hopefully the Aviva for the the Denmark game in November. Speaking of your brother, I saw a picture of him on Facebook recently. It was like a before and after, and. He's a bit like Brad Pitt now. He's like lost all his weight, man, and he's like he's all buff and all. By the way, the the, the takings at the local pub have gone way down, so they have. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Fair play to him. Ah, yeah, yeah. He's a local sports journalist. A lot of people in the local area would know him. So uh, yeah, he's been going well, and uh, yeah, a new man. But uh, I'm getting jealous now because I haven't been to the gym in about three weeks, and I'm I'm the you know the tables are starting to turn now. I'm becoming the chubby one now. <laughs> oh well, Johnny, you know what to do. Get down there. <laughs> Um, right, Johnny. I think that's that's basically a nice little short pod wrapped up. I'm going to just do a quick little rundown of the league, and I'll not be as long as the last one because I was nearly died last week going through everything. But we'll just do it quickly. The biggest, uh, well, now I'm going through the captaincies. Right, the Madcap Bastards. We had this was an interesting one. We had one, two, three, four, six managers in the league of 152. Only captain. Like each of these players, Aubameyang, Barnes, De Bruyne, Lingard, Manny, and Rashford. Now we can only have four in the poll, Johnny. So I, I picked um, Barnes, Lingard, Rashford, and who did Marcus Oliver have? Manny. So we put that to the vote, and Head, our old friend Head, got the vote there as the the Madcap bastard. I think it was kind of a, a real. It was the first time probably this season we had a Madcap. Bastard on the on the. Oh, he went for Lingard, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I know what he was thinking though. He was wanting yeah. him to dance against Arsenal, like. But he, he told me in the pub on Friday night that he was going to do that based on Lingard's record against Arsenal. So not a bad shout, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see where you can see where the thinking process was. Yeah, Andrew Kelly was second. Andrew went with uh, Barnes, but that train yeah. seems to be derailed. We said last week it was time to go off, didn't we? Well, don't forget, Chris Wood is the new hero now. He's got three goals in two games, and nobody's mentioned him at all. No. There you yep. go. That could be one to, to look at as well. Uh, third was Karim Malik. Um, Asian Persuasion is the name of his team. He picked Rashford. I would love this guy to get in touch with me because I can't find him in the emails and all to tag him on, on, on Twitter. So if you're listening, DM me. And then Marcus Oliver went Manny. Not really a madcap bastard, but out of the other ones, I thought it was... I had to put it in. Um, yeah. So, well done. We had 12 wildcard dues, one free hit by Prunchy, two bench boosts, Aidan Blake and Edward McCrenahan, and a triple captain by Henry Diamond. So we'll explore now how the boys got on with their um, with their wildcards and, and hits in a wee minute. But first of all, we have to congrats, congratulate the manager of the month of September, Johnny. Do, do, you know, do, do, do. do you know who it was? I do, actually, yeah. yeah Take I it do. away. Who was it then? Oh, geez, I, I can't even say her name without doodling about bit. Oh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to break. I don't want to set the microphone on fire. So you know, it's it's the one and only. What, what's her team name? Breach for the stars, isn't it? Yeah, Jules Breach, the one and manager of the month, fifty <laughs> euro, and she has donated that to a street child. So okay. that was a lovely thing. Then happened. Um, FPL strategist then. He saw that and he decided to donate £10 to the charity as well. So that charity is actually about helping children through football. And uh, oh, there's you. there's links and all there on the uh, Twitter page. It was very nice. So fair play to Jules Good on you. for doing that. Um, then, I'm still single. <laughs> uh, Do you hear that, Jules? And then, so then we have, of course, we have uh, Chef who got the team hacked last week. Um, was very got, got another team back from... Uh, from Fly, who Fly FPL Fly, who's in the league as well, his son 
give Sheath the team. We spoke about this last week, but the the team was doing great. It was twenty k. It was enough to to. It was as nearly as good as Sheath's old team to keep him right. up around the top of the league. Even though Sheath was doing doing well, a lot better. But he wildcarded this week, Sheath, and brought himself right back to the top of the league. And he's right up there in the top uh, top two k. 67 points this game week, so he was uh, right back at the top. Second in the league is uh, Origi, 79, Jules Breach in third, and FPL Brit in fourth. So well done to the all those new new top four there, Johnny. Charlie yeah, yeah. Barrett was there last week, and he's, he's dropped down. He had a poor week, 39 points, so tight, tight lines. It was a bad week for Milford all around, hey, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a bit because the local Gaelic team spanked their arses at the weekend. Uh, <laughs> I, I won't say too much. Milford are a sound... GA club now. Yeah. There's, uh, you know, we're from the big town. You know, there's a lot of other clubs that we've rivalries with that <laughs> would love to see us get beat. Milford are sound, so I'll not say too much. Uh, well, I'm a Downings man now, Johnny. So, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Milford are. Oh, what a goal, what a goal. Sorry, <laughs> Jesus, Johnny, he scared the fucking shit out of me. Sorry, sorry Lewandowski just scored. Sorry, what a oh, Jeez, do you have him in your fancy football team or what? Uh, I'd love to be in your. I'd love to be in your house when your captain scores. <laughs> so yeah so it'll be interesting next season uh, Milford and Downs back in the same league so anyway sorry about the wee Milford uh, Jabe um, so yeah we've, we also now have to talk about Henry Diamond who played the triple captain chip so we're going to see if it's a, a pass or a fail Henry was also the highest scoring manager of the week 81 right. points ooh 81 points um, 40, also the biggest jump up in the league 45 place raise in the league uh, he moved in now to 96th place. Total points, 390. His overall rank now is 1.2 million. So well done, Henry, on the triple captaincy on Harry Kane. 24 points. We definitely passed that. You know, as far as I know, Henry doesn't do social media at all. So, like, you know, he's that sound of a guy. He wouldn't even gloat about it or brag about it. If that was me now, I'd have a front page of the newspaper story. Like He was doing a fine wee bit on there in the WhatsApp group today. Now I've seen I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. It was just a humble brag, was it? That's different. That's just amongst ourselves. Uh, just a wee humble, bro. That's just a wee humble, but that's fine. Uh, that, that's allowed. Uh, I haven't been at myself at all to get into that WhatsApp group that I joined, as you know. Um, so, of course, with the best manager, there's always the worst. That goes to uh, Vinny, at Vinny McLaughlin at Vinny Movement. Uh, so he had 34 points. So, like, Henry nearly had that with his captaincy. Uh, <laughs> you know, one player. Um, so 351 points overall and 3.5 million overall rank. Um, so bad luck, Vinny. Um, also, then we had a few, a few, had a few chips. And who else was it? Ah, Prunchy Diamond used the free hit chip, so he got sixty-four points on his free hit. Uh, overall rank now is one point three million, and he's, uh, you know, his old team. If he had left it the way it was, he would have got thirty-seven points. So right. we have passed that. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But you know what? I passed it kind of reluctantly, if you know what I mean, Johnny. Because yeah. I, I feel the free hit chip. He'll miss it later on down the line. Do you know whenever the FA Cup games come and uh, you only got yeah. four or five teams playing in the game week? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's when you need to use them chips. But we'll, we'll be doing a podcast further down the line on chip strategies. Um, per Blake, You'll need, he'll need to tune into that one. Because he wasn't happy. He thought I was doing a bit of trolling on the old social media today. He tweeted me and he says, is this what being trolled on the internet feels like? Uh, and we'll <laughs> he get, was, yeah. he was crying the victim a wee bit, yeah. He was, and we'll get to that now. Aiden, uh, so Aiden used the bench boost, right? Yep. Um, game week points, 54, 51 points, and he had it minus four. Overall rank, 1.1 million. Do you notice everyone's all around the same 
overall rank. So it's nothing, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of with these points yet. But for the for the team, so you need 15 out of 15 players playing for a bench boost really to get full effect. He only yeah, had 12 yeah. out of 15 playing. So basically, you know, he only got four points off the bench, which is a, a which is a fail. Yeah, it's a bit of a waste. Yeah, and. You know, the bench boost, I think, just going into speaking about chips, here's a little tip on the bench boost. You get two wildcards second part of the season after Christmas. Usually you, you look for a double game week where teams are playing twice, Johnny. And what you do is you kind of wildcard into that game week. And you yeah. make sure on your wildcard you have a playing bench. Then you bench boost that week and you get 15 players playing twice. Do you get me? Did- did you just just to hold it? Yeah, I get you. I, oh, I get you fine. I get you fine. But did you? Can I just uh, pull you up on something there? <laughs> yeah. Did you say? Did you say you get two wild cards in a season? Yeah, you do. Fuck! I never knew that. You get one before Christmas and you get one after Christmas. I thought I thought it was just the one. I really thought it was just the one. Well, there you go. Now look, you learn something new every day. Oh, I love oh. that. I love that. This is a, a learning curve here for you as well, being on this podcast, Johnny. So that's what that's what you do. You usually wild card into it, and you can then you know maximize. The points. Yeah, so, I, know what you mean, I know what you mean. Yeah, just, I, never, I never knew about the second wild card. I thought it was just do one for the season. Yeah, no, that's two. Right, two. Okay. okay. So yeah, Edward, Edward McLennan, then game week points, sixty three points, good week. Um, total points throughout ninety six. Overall rank nine hundred thirty one k. Fourteen out of fifteen players used, and total bench points four. So another fail. Yeah. So it's good to see those chips. We already spoke about Head being the madcap bastard. Um, most points left in the bench. Uh, two cups, two guys, one cup. Peter Dobson, Mike Manley, 13 points. Damien Crossan from Milford, 13 points. Um, FPL Chris. Thir- Can I just F- say, Damien got more points in fantasy than Milford actually got on Saturday in the Gaelic. Oh, my God. Do you know what? <laughs> he had more points on his bench than they got. <laughs> oh, that's what I meant. Sorry, on his bench. Um, then uh, Origi, the guy that's up there in second. 12 points the bench. Lee Duffy from Larry Kenny, 12 points. Ryan Callum, 12 points. And Henry Diamond, also 12 points. So you know what? Those points didn't really affect them too much. I would say that there were just uh, points left in the bench that you did not see coming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the okay. best transfer of the week is FPL Locked. That's Matt Locked. Um, game week points, 54. Two free transfers made. Mina and Robertson out. And in to Morian Zaha. So he made himself 12 points. Other notable mentions going there are George Owen, who got 11 points from transfers. At sixth goal, Steve Tomai, Watford guy, you know, American guy, good yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. plus 11 yeah. points. Mark yeah. Graham, well done, Mark. 11 points. and he's your, he's, your, he's your cousin, isn't he? He is indeed, yeah. Mark got 11 points uh, from transfer, so well done, Mark, as well. And Josh Landon uh, from the Heel Cheaters got 10 points as well, so well done, Josh. And me, I got 10 points, so I made it in there, third of the uh, best transfers. Well done. Yes, so you saved your own name right till the very end. Then save the best for last. Um, so the worst transfers now is King Sav, who lost himself fifteen points very quickly. He done four transfers and eight minus eight. Sterling out nine points. Peters out six points. Sissoko out two points. And Haller out five points. In came De Bruyne nine. In came Rico zero. Harry Wilson two points and Tammy Abraham two points. Other notable fails were Eric Static, Eric Roberts, who lost twelve points. Shane Duffy lost eight points, and Mister Faf also lost eight points. And that is the roundup complete, Johnny, for the Fancy King Cash League. Lovely biscuits. Get back to your lamps up and get back to the match, Th- guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you all for game week eight. Good luck.